Pickaxe. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast of this week's One Life Left Radio Show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran hurried end to the show we've just recorded we had a lot to say today and it was great to hear from so many listeners as well actually thank you very much for your letters um which provided us some different talking points this week Mm, really really good thank you again uh please please keep them coming for next week which as i said at the end of the show i think it's our last show of the season next week yes we have quite a long extended christmas break uh those of you that had been joining us live in the audience uh, can see actually the christmas presents that are arriving are being just thrown on the sofa <laughs> out of the house that i can wrap them at some point yeah i think yeah i mean dexter knows what he's getting so if he's watching i mean he should be at school but he's uh isn't he just gonna sell it for money stuff? anyway isn't that what he does <laughs> he does he has asked for some things he's, he's asked okay. for a new gaming keyboard they're difficult things to buy mm-hmm. do you want mechanical do you want membrane mm-hmm. Do you want one that survives little spills? Do you want a compact one? I don't know. I'm not a gamer. Um, so we've got him one some of those and um, uh, some Govi lights. He says, I need some more lights in my room. Uh, they were delivered this morning. I was a bit concerned um, because these lights uh, arrived for the only time I've ever had to use a one-time password with an Amazon delivery. Have you ever had to do that? Oh, uh, when they uh, they show up and you've got to... Yeah, you've got to say the code word just in case because Amazon don't trust that they're not going to nick off with them. Yeah, mm. I've um, I mean, I've never had an Amazon delivery stolen. I did once have a Kickstarter chicken rotisserie, mechanical chicken rotisserie. So you 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 wound it up, uh, and then you put it. So you, you put the chicken on it first, and then wind it up. It'd be more difficult uh, to do the other way around, and then you stick that in a conventional oven. Mm. I was quite excited, yeah, and it got delivered. I got a picture of it being left in a safe space that I never asked it to be left in. Um, and then, um, yeah, went missing. And so, and actually, we we that was when we were living in the rental, mm-hmm. where, um, as reference during this show, I sang uh, Marioki outside. <laughs> um, yeah, for 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 many weeks, I would find reason to revisit those streets mm-hmm. and just. <laughs> See if I could smell anybody having chicken. <laughs> I'm not a joke. I couldn't. Uh, yeah, that's um, that went missing. Not Dexter's floor lights, though. Mm-hmm. Good, good. I haven't done mine, my Christmas shopping yet, so there's something to get anxious about over the next few weeks. Can't wait. Have you got any ideas? No. Right. What are you going to do then? I don't know. I mean, what I usually do is I wander around in a panic, come very close to having a breakdown, and then go, what about this? And then do that, and it's fine. And I wish I didn't have to go through that, but I will. 
you say wander around then so do you do you do you go to shops yeah streets of london mate do you get that festive atmosphere it's magical isn't it have a have a meet cute with someone else doing the same and then we drop our parcel go oh sorry 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 just think and then you fall in love Mm. then you exchange the gifts and we're saving for your partner that's it that's how that's it's perfect isn't it it's it's the dream definitely sounds more festive than Sort of barking a one-time password. <laughs> well, they, they don't put that. I don't know. It depends what the password is, and and then the delivery <laughs> eyes meet so, yeah, his exactly. eyes meet yours, and you're like, is he the one? And then you give him the present back and say, you take this, and it, it all works out. It's five eight zero zero eight. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it upside down. Right. Good. Uh, yes. So we think that next week might be our last show before Christmas break. So if you would like to contribute, uh, please do so. We'll, we'll try and find some more um, Nintendo audio. I'll try and find the dictaphone. There was one one additional piece that we that I listened to over the weekend, but it didn't include, which was at the 8-Bit Cafe. Um, we had been drinking. Oh. And it ends with me going off into the toilet with the dictaphone. <laughs> but, but we've so, been told there we couldn't do any recording. That was it. It starts with, you only wanted to record when, when you found out that, that we're yeah. not allowed to. <laughs> so it starts. And, and um, we've but, been told something else there as well, hadn't we? Very forcefully when we entered. Had we? What was that? It's about how to use the toilet. Oh, that, so that's how it ends up with me. Does it? Uh, g- yeah. Okay. And and then and then in the middle is, is a discussion about how we'd interrogate people about whether they'd sat down or stood up <laughs> at the toilet and how they'd prove it. <laughs> Can you imagine why I didn't consider that fit for broadcast? See what happens in the Christmas special. Indeed. Right. Thank you. Here's, thank you for listening. Here's the show. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. How are you, Simon? I'm doing okay, thank you, Steve. How are you? I'm good too. It's December. It's December. What did you get in your advent calendar this morning? My family have given up buying me advent calendars to ignore. Mm, same, um, which is which I had barely noticed, um, except we had a... We had an email, panicked last-minute email, one might say from a regular correspondent, Chris Conroy, saying, what did you get in your advent calendar? That's what reminded me. Uh, I didn't get anything. didn't get anything. Mm. Daughter has two. It's unbelievable, isn't it, how much stuff they get. Mm. Mine has a Barbie advent calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have any numbers on it. What? So, so you choose yourself. Isn't that, I mean, that's there's no good reason for that to be the case, is there? Because it is printed. Mm. It's not as if they, they weren't printing other things on the front of the box. Well, it spoils the surprise as well because, you know, previously you've at least been under the illusion that it's building up to something. 
you know, what what are they going to do in 24? In this case, it's building down from something because you, uh, you open the doll first and then it's mm-hmm. a load of plastic accessories uh, to go with that, which you then choose yourself. I don't know. I don't know. This doesn't feel like, doesn't feel like it's in the spirit, but then you go, American. <laughs> That's a problem, isn't it? Have you had a good If it was December. a Cindy one, if it was a Cindy one, Steve, it would be a proper Great British Brexit advent calendar, which would just be sewage and blue passports and control. <laughs> on, the, on, on the number 24, you'd remove, you take back control. Welcome to sit the there with left. your Brussels sprouts. <laughs> this is we GB are News. Two old men talking about video games and adjacent things. Uh, have you otherwise had a good December, Simon? Not bad so far. I was down in Bristol uh, to see out November and to welcome in December. Uh, mm-hmm. I was down there last week. It was good. Uh, Jingle Jam kicked off, so that's always it's always a good time. It's a mm. good time to see everybody together. Is it going well so far? Yeah, not bad. Uh, raised uh, the first million um, within 24 hours. So, uh, you know, still a few more days to go, another 10 days to go where you can donate and get over £1,100 worth of games for one donation of £35 or above, including brand new release, Steve. Make Way comes out today. That is exciting, but we'll have hmm. some more exciting Jingle Jam news coming up later in the show. Excellent. Mm. Uh, We are a video game radio show. Those of you who've been with us, spent time with us before, will know that means we've got the structure of an old video game magazine. It means we open with some video game news. I thought you were going to say something then. I was going to make a joke about ripping off a cover disc in Smith's and buying Amiga Power, but you were were talking instead, so I didn't. Okay. Uh, We'll have video game uh, letters coming up. We have got loads of letters. We have. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Well done. Happy Christmas. Good response. And video game reviews at the end of the show. And we'll have some chat uh, between that. We also have a little bit, I think probably our last sound bites from Tokyo. Uh, unless I can find the dictaphone. <laughs> I don't know where it is at the moment. So what I did halfway through our trip was uh, move some files onto the computer. It's a good job I did because I have the sound of the Nintendo store coming up for you, Steve. Fantastic. That was a feverish time. Maybe we'll talk about our our uh, other because we have talked about our trip to the Nintendo store already maybe we'll frame our other moments of um, consumerism by playing that as well uh, okay time for time for Charles bot you think let's do it all right it is time for Charles Me, Charles Bot 1.1. A TikTok video claiming to be a sneak peek of GTA 6 has caused quite the stir online, allegedly leaked by a Rockstar developer's offspring. The video, shared by the account I underscore C underscore in underscore 4K, has been deemed plausible by many, adding fuel to the rumor fire. Gtabase.com, comma, a trusted Rockstar news source, suggests the leak originated from a Rockstar employee's family member. 
However, the authenticity of the video and the claim remains unverified. Meanwhile, Rockstar has announced the official GTA 6 trailer release for the 5th of December, so we'll soon see if the leak holds water. As always, I'll keep you posted, chaps. Now let's speculate a bit on some <laughs> hilarious, never-before-seen features that might debut in GTA 6. Perhaps we'll see a new character with an irrational fear of pigeons, leading to some comical chase scenes. Or maybe there will be a mission where you have to steal a llama from a petting zoo, leading to a high-speed chase with the zookeeper. What about a feature where your character can randomly break into a dance routine in the middle of a heist? The possibilities are endless, and knowing Rockstar, they might just surprise us with something even more outrageous. Fabulous. Uh, Simon, did you watch this leak? I did. Uh, it was very brief. It's difficult mm -hmm. to know uh, whether it is actually from my dad works at Rockstar. Well, we'll, we'll come to that. It was shaky, ca shaky cam footage of a, of a TV with almost as if the phone had been quickly waved at it. Uh, exactly. Well, or, it or maybe the big reveal is that uh, GTA 6 is developed by Vlambeer. <laughs> with all their uh, screen shakes. So um, this, my dad works at Rockstar thing. <laughs> I was, I, so I saw this uh, reported by one site and as in, as is the way they linked to someone else's report on it and i clicked on the link there and that reported linked me into the same uh what's it called gta 6 base or something like that, something like that. um linked to their tweet which which just said um said so, something like breaking news apparently it came from um but i couldn't see any source any source beyond that beyond this one tweet that just said oh yeah apparently it was a it was a you know kid of a rock star employee well uh i would imagine that if that's the case somebody would be a little bit nervous going into work this morning i'm not yeah. quite sure how you'd play that if your if your child had leaked some shaky cam footage but i i don't see any reason for that i don't know right so there was a whole uh, mini industry of stories around this child of a rock star employee thing, but I see no backup for that at all beyond this tweet. Do you and that not tweet think that doesn't come are... from a reputable source or anything. And the well, do we know if anybody not... at Rockstar has got children? <laughs> no. No one's done the research, Simon. No one's even bothered to check the state of journalism these days. Exactly. It should, it should these follow ups should just have a list of the children, children. potential suspects. <laughs> And there's, there's also no, you know, no one's gone, oh, yeah, that definitely looks like GTA 6. People just, you know, oh, yeah, it could be. That's it. So it could be. It could be. I don't know. Um, so, yes, this, epi this episode of One Life Left will be airing on Resonance 104.4 FM on Monday evening. Mm -hmm. The trailer comes out on Tuesday and the podcast goes out on Wednesday. This couldn't have been more awkward for us. <laughs> they didn't think Had about they that, did tried. they? tried. Did you, know, did you see who else the timing was awkward for this week? Mm -mm. Think about poor old Jeff Keighley. Oh. Poor Jeff Keighley got his big paid-for awards event where they do all the <laughs> announcements and then the rock star's not in it, is it? So um, did you see that they tried to... Uh, draw some association between the two events. The Game no. Awards tweeted officially that the trailer was coming out this Tuesday, <laughs> <laughs> as if it was something to do with it. Oh, poor Jeff. Um, so uh, that was the uh, that was one thing that was funny on Twitter this week. Also, 
did you see that the tweet announcing the timing of the trailer mm. has become the most liked gaming tweet ever? Impressive, especially ever. since fewer and fewer people are on Twitter. Exactly, beating mm. the record for the previous time that Rockstar did this. Was it? Apparently, was, was yeah. That the previous, okay. Um, I do have some exclusive news for you, Steve, um, uh, which may surprise you actually. But according to Wikipedia, mm-hmm. the entry is already up for um, this Grand Theft Auto game. Um, according to Wikipedia, the title is going to be Untitled Grand Theft Auto Game. Really? It, presumably in a nod to the Goose game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, is bold, isn't it? Isn't that bold? Well, they can do what they want these days, can't they? I guess so. We're all going to buy it anyway. Simon, I remember you, your reaction to the GTA V trailer. Oh, yeah. But I remember talking about it on the show because I remember you being gobsmacked because you said it's a game that's all the games. It's all the games. It's all the games. Yeah. Um, so how are they going to better that in your – how can they better that in your eyes? Well, it's tricky as well because they've, they've, they've got competition in that respect by – um, the game by former Rockstar director mm. um, called Everything, <laughs> which which is not just all the games. It's no, exactly. It's, it's going to be tricky, isn't it? Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they do here. Um, uh, in some sense, I hope they don't continue being sort of bigger mm. and more and more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the same stuff but better would be absolutely fine. Um, so we shall see. I just, I realise, so it's airing at 2pm our time tomorrow. Um, you know, it's obviously front of my mind because I, about half an hour ago, booked a meeting in with someone else at two o'clock tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so I might need to move that. How's it airing? Um, it just releases straight to YouTube and then you click on it. Is that the thing? You have one of these brains. countdowns, don't you? Yeah. We'll all be there making the text chat scroll. I was there. You'll type... Shh. And then we'll then we'll we'll judge how quickly the the other the all the games industry journalists are on it by going what we what we've learnt from the trailer, analysing it frame by frame. Um, there was some speculation about the launch date because uh, GTA Online um, recently issued a T-shirt, an in-game T-shirt, or made available an in-game T-shirt to buy, and it had. A sh- loads of numbers on it ar- mm-hmm. around the square and in uh, a combination of some of those digits did point towards uh, the time and the date of the trailer airing tomorrow now if you if that was intentional some other sleuths have determined that it's going to launch um, that the game will release on the april the 1st 2025 <laughs> okay that's that's some some uh build up or maybe it'll um stealth launch tomorrow simon during the game awards during the game me, awards. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly sony's recent announcement of removing discovery content from players libraries due to content licensing arrangements has caused quite a stir in the playstation community The decision, effective from the 31st of December, will wipe hundreds of shows and movies from the store, with no explanation or apology provided, only a curt thank you for continued support. This has led to speculation that the move is a result of the network's merger with Warner Bros. last year, 
In other news, Sony has patented an updated DualSense controller design with predictive AI assistance features. It's akin to losing my favorite digital tea cozy pattern. Utterly heartbreaking. If this continues, I might just have to pay a visit to Sony's house and start removing items they've paid for. Perhaps I'll start with their prized collection of vintage arcade games or maybe their limited edition PlayStation consoles. Or better yet, I might just take away their beloved VR headset and see how they like it. People were cross about this, weren't they, Simon? Well, I'm not surprised. Are you? I'm not surprised at all. They've paid for these series. Well, they think they've paid for these series, but actually they've just paid for a license to watch them, which means Sony are capable, for whatever's happened between them and Discovery, of taking those TV series down and saying you can't have them anymore, but thank you for your Thanks. continued support. We haven't got any other choice, though, have we, to continue <laughs> to support you? Got to keep buying yeah. this stuff. It's not a good look, is it? Terrible. It's not the first time this has happened, though. I, I, I'm sure that there have been some incidents before involving games, haven't there? Maybe even Nintendo uh, things or old mobile games that you can no longer get access to after they've been pulled. Yeah, server-based games are, uh, are, mm-hmm. uh, are trickier to maintain beyond this sort of thing. But, but historically, generally, when things do, do get removed for whatever reason, you are usually able to keep accessing them if you've paid for them. Or at least if you um, remember to download them. It's often well, the stores that go down and stop you re-downloading them. Yeah, but, you know, in in, in, in Steam's case, uh, you know, games come and go, usually due to licensing issues. You, you can always still download them, always mm. still re-download them. Um, but, yeah, here it's just uh, watch this. Then. Thanks for your support, brackets money. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know. I think every time this sort of thing happens, people's trust in mm. uh, the digital marketplaces is, is eroded slightly. There was a comment I saw on Reddit last week, um, which was, um, if buying is not owning, then piracy is not stealing or something along those lines. Like If it's accepted mm. that when you buy something, you don't own it then how can you steal it? Um, which, you know, obviously I disagree with software piracy, um, but it was an interesting take. It's difficult to argue against, isn't it? Yeah, I also saw a comment on Reddit this week about this, which said when Valve did something similar, and I'd forgotten this, you used to be able to buy movies on Steam uh, for a period before they stopped doing this. And when Valve uh, said, yeah, we're not doing that anymore, they refunded everyone uh, for the media that they could no longer access which is, you know, probably the right way of doing it, uh, although not legally, because as I said before, like, you know, you're not buying the thing, Simon. You're just buying the right to watch it on Sony server. You're buying a license, uh, which, you know, more fool you for thinking you owned the thing you bought. Well, exactly. You know, and what is the cost of your support? Well, it's however much you paid for the digital content that you can no longer access. In a classic case of too many cooks, Sega's Sonic Superstars had a slower sales start than expected, thanks to its release coinciding with Super Mario Bros. Wonder and Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Sega's top brass admitted the competition was stiff, but they're not throwing in the towel yet. They're planning a hefty holiday promotion, hoping to leverage the game's higher Metacritic and user scores. It's a bit like that time I tried to outshine my cousin at the family talent show by juggling flaming torches. He played the violin. Guess who got the applause and who got the fire extinguisher? Looking ahead to 2024, there are some intriguing titles on the horizon that Sega might want to keep an eye on. 
These include llamas in pajamas, the quest for the golden fleece, attack of the 50 feet turnips, unicorn ninja warriors, rainbow apocalypse, and penguin pirates versus narwhal ninjas, the battle for the Arctic. It might be wise for Sega to mark these release dates in its calendar now. Why, why did Charles just pick uh, or, or make up loads of animal-themed games? I don't know. I did ask him uh, to confuse Sega by mm-hmm. implying uh, or giving out the details of some fictional games coming out next year um, because they don't pay attention to the real ones. Do they? Oh, Mario! Oh yeah, oh yeah. T- t- we, but Mario came out and Spider Man came out. We didn't know. But if well, only there was something that they could have done about that. I had assumed that they deliberately did it around the time of Mario. So you know, possibly. What's the worst that can happen, Simon? So PR will kick up around it. It'll be like Sonic Tuesday all over again. Um, Sonic versus Mario. It'll be like Blur versus, Blur versus Oasis, won't it? Big it would be, but I, I, but I, I don't recall the record execs having to apologise to shareholders <laughs> after no. um, after Country House and uh, what was the Oasis one? Was it was it Roll with it? It was. I should know this. It. it was Roll I with it. I should know this. Okay. It was Roll. What was with your favourite? What was your favourite? Oh, I don't, I don't think I liked either of them. But I think okay. Country House was so annoying, like so annoying that um, that you have to go with Oasis. And what was your favourite out of uh, Mario Wonder and whatever the new Sonic Mario game is? Wonder by some distance. Like <laughs> I think we talked about this at the time, but the the difference between the two is that you know so- Sonic, uh, whatever the Sonic one's called, it's like a brilliant recreation of the games from the 90s it's you know uh, it plays exactly like them but i always thought those games were a bit rubbish whereas mario spent the last um you know 30 years building on that genre adding things to it and folding things from the different versions into mario wonder um and so it plays almost like you remember the super nintendo one to play uh but actually much much better it's a fantastic game both are seven out of tens. Classic seven out of tens. Yes, the Byron household started playing Mario Wonder yesterday. Um, I joined for the first few levels and then uh, carried on watching the football whilst Kate and Ramona um, continued. Uh, yes, it's a pretty game, isn't it? Mm, beautiful. It's funny because you sort of look at it on your on your TV and and this impression that the switch is underpowered. Um, but you look at Mario and it's like, God, it's so pretty, so pretty, so shiny, so lovely. It's great, and it does set pieces so well. Uh, I still, I, I mean, we'll talk, you know, we went to the Nintendo store and they were playing that set piece theme from Mario Odyssey. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but The One. And it remembered, it made me immediately flashback to playing that game and how great that moment, that choreographed moment through through that level was. And Super Mario Wonder essentially does that you know, 20 or 30 times across the game and it's so full of just joy uh, joyful surprises i've had to stop playing it with my family uh because turns out my four-year-old can't do um do wall jumps oh for god's sakes what's I, the matter with i her? know I, i'm embarrassed to bring it up on the show Honestly, uh, she got very, very frustrated with that and wanted to go back to just watching me play Super Mario uh, Galaxy 2. So that's what we've gone back to. Well, I hope you're punishing her. <laughs> Sony's recent announcement yeah, of removed Charles. I think, I think 4 should have been a story about how much Microsoft spends on Game Pass. 
Let's move straight to five. I, I know this story, though. Yes, okay. They spent more than one billion pounds. Billion dollars. Pounds, pounds dollars. One of Dollar, euros, one billion. Something like As that. Charles would put it. Worth it? I mean, I think so. I played Starfield. For you. Save me 60 quid. <laughs> uh, yeah, worth it for the game development community, uh, you think, well, for people making games? You know, you only need to look at Mike Rose's recent Twitter comments where he claims that Spirity had a, an opening week of a million uh, pounds or dollars, um, despite not selling uh, particularly well on Steam to draw your own conclusions that it's been good for that game. Uh, he didn't go into details about exactly how much uh, had been paid for by Microsoft to get it on Game Pass, but he was certainly very pleased with it. All right, let's try New Story 5. Yorkshire Tea has brewed up a unique gaming accessory for tea-loving gamers, launching officially licensed, custom-designed controllers for PlayStation 5 and Xbox. Priced at pound 150, these controllers are steeped in the brand's signature style, with the cost reflecting the custom-printed shell and buttons, assembly and limited availability. While there's no button to boil your kettle, the company assures that the sight of your favourite tea's branding might just give you the boost you need to face down those intimidating in-game bosses. This isn't Yorkshire Tea's first gaming venture, having previously sold Dark Souls 3T for charity in 2016. In a similar vein, legendary game designer Peter Molyneux is set to launch a series of food-themed video games, each accompanied by its own outrageous marketing stunt. For his upcoming game Breadwinner, Molyneux plans to release a limited edition controller shaped like a baguette, complete with crusty trigger buttons. For Cheese Chase, he's promising to hide a golden ticket in a block of cheddar, with the lucky finder winning a lifetime supply of in-game cheese. And for the grand finale, his game Chocolate Tycoon will be promoted by dropping a ton of real chocolate from a helicopter over a major city. It's a deliciously absurd approach to video game marketing, but if anyone can pull it off, it's Peter Molyneux. <laughs> Do you think Peter Molyneux would be flying the helicopter? <laughs> big, big one ton of chocolate. <laughs> um, I like the way we've settled into a rhythm of having the fifth story as a kind of and finally here's a PR piece that gets in the in the paper sailing uh, sailing some Yorkshire tea down the Thames yep. or whatever it is. Uh, how many? How many? How many of these controllers do you think are going to sell? For £150? Mm. Not very many. What, what, what would you place that number of not many? 100? Yeah, at most. About, about 100. About 100. But again, it's got your, uh, got your brand featured on the world's longest running video game radio show that broadcasts in the English language about video games in English. So well done to you. I was about to say, well done to you, Tetley. Um, it's, it's not them. It's the other one. It's not them. It's the other one. Yeah. Uh, other tea brands are available. Have you read uh, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory recently? Not recently, no. What? Has it gone all woke? Well, it's the opposite, actually. So, okay. so uh, it's the book that um, Alice is reading right now. She's finished Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, it's all right. Solid seven. Uh, but then... The book she got from the library is a compendium she's moved straight onto Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Do you remember that one? I do remember it, yes. You read it read it recently? 
Not recently, Steve. No, I've got a uh, I've got a rog ally. Uh, so, um, as as you know, I hate books. <laughs> you did say that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, <laughs> it's true. I did say that. You I did say that, say that at the airport. There was a. I did. Was, yeah. We found that we're flying out of flying out of Tokyo, um, wandering around trying to find some shops. There weren't that many shops, were there? There weren't that many shops, no. But I found one that was called Drugs and Books. <laughs> you wouldn't go in it. I wouldn't go in it, no, because I hate books. <laughs> and I like drugs slightly too much. That's not true. Anyway, often wondered why uh, so many movies have been made, uh, you know, spin-offs around Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. There's one coming up. But no one's touched the you know, the official sequel, Great Glass Elevator. Anyway, it turns out, now know why that is the case. Not only is it boring, most okay. boring, uh, it's also massively not okay. Right. Like, there are parts of it that are um, deeply problematic, uh, so much so that uh, <laughs> Alice can read. So sometimes... Uh, you know, we're reading to her and we not only have to like just skip over the pages so she doesn't read and say, what does that mean? We'll start no. repeating certain parts of it at school. Um, wow. Yeah. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. That's it for your news, Steve. The one story I didn't cover, did you see the furore um, from um, uh, from Chet uh, Falizek? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, friend of the show, he hates Marioki more than any human I know. Yeah, I, I was digging into uh, this story. So, th- so he said on LinkedIn mm-hmm. that he wasn't going to do an early access game again because uh, SteamDB polls current players and journalists write about that. Mm-hmm. And actually, his game didn't have um, didn't have a tiny number of users. Actually, it had ten thousand. Actually, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, you know, which struck me as a load of nonsense, frankly, because SteamDB is is ninety nine percent accurate. Uh, I can compare it to the games that we have. So when it's it's not it's not up to the minute. When it, I think it, it sort of polls every five minutes, but generally speaking, on Steam, the number of concurrent players it is showing are within. One percent out of what they actually are, but that's that's well, that's your experience based on the sort of games that you make and publish, right? Mm. Like there are different ways of releasing games on Steam and growing those audiences, and also, you know, uh, there's not just Steam available as ways of playing things. So I can imagine there are data points that throw those guesses out, and well, they aren't guesses. Well, throw those that throw that data out. Then I imagine there is nope. You don't not, think not, so. not 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 if they're using this is on Steam now. Sure, his game is on Epic and it's also mm-hmm. on Game Pass, and those mm-hmm. figures are absolutely not available. But generally speaking, uh, those so so the implication that that these figures are inaccurate and are fueling this stuff isn't true, right? It is that is how many people are playing on Steam now. Whether people realise that that is the case and get it all wrong, then maybe that's a case case in point. But 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 certainly to sort of try and throw SteamDB under the bus uh, when generally speaking it is within accepted margins seemed, seemed a bit odd to me. So much so well, that he's deleted his post, and I went to look in to see whether what the reason for, for that. Uh, was but I'd blocked him on Twitter. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I haven't. I haven't blocked him on Twitter or on Blue Sky. Uh, Chet does like to throw things under the bus. Like he's he's a cross man. Like that's cross what man. he does. 
Yeah. Um, when I've met him in person, mm. and he knows that I do Mariaki, so he has every right to be incredibly cross with me. He's been lovely, like lovely, lovely guy, and you know, very, uh, very big like fan of uh, his his work when he used to be a writer uh, back in the day as well. Um, so maybe we can get him to come on the show and be cross at both of us like uh, and and give us some insight into into those data points because I, I do genuinely admire what he's done with his game as well because he's really like been working on that for several years like when it came out people you know were were upset that it wasn't left for dead and they've been you know, releasing update after update for that thing and have turned the reviews around, certainly. But I think right now they're in that point where you only get one launch, right? You only get one appearance into early access is your launch. It's quite hard to then go, hey, guys, we've done it now. We're we're back. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of disagree with that perspective as well. It isn't mm-hmm. just early access and done. There is stuff that you can do around mm-hmm. it. We've seen games have good full launches, bad full launches, good early access bad early access i I just it it just to me um and i've not played it uh but it just seemed to be shouting at screaming at the sky for it raining rather than uh, because that's not the issue here um and i felt a bit bad for the steam db lots who Mm -hmm. were just polling uh the, the steam numbers now how people choose to interpret that maybe you know maybe that's a separate issue and i think that you know this the ability of some sections of the media to to kick things that they perceive as as down, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to generate cheap copy. I think absolutely that is an issue that needs to be looked at. But it, but mm-hmm. in in this instance, in my experience, Steam DB Steam DB numbers are generally who is playing what on Steam. Like I say, you can't see who's playing on Epic. You can't see who's playing on Game Pass. But um, I thought that all got a bit muddled. Hence, it's, hence it's in, it wasn't included, Steve. Well, I'm glad we didn't cover it in that case. <laughs> One life left, video game news with me, Charles Bot 1.1. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, a video game show. We also review books sometimes. Friend of the show who's listening live, uh, Tony Gallon, wants to try, uh, wants to um, wants to add his input. Uh, he asks if our companion has SEO trot in the story about a man gaslighting a woman about her tortoise until she marries him. Of course, if you want to listen along, listen live. Uh, and add your book reviews or game reviews, you can do so by joining us uh, live on Monday mornings, Monday lunchtimes when we when we listen, uh, when we record the show. Uh, we do that on Riverside FM. We post the link in the Discord. You can find the Discord at hello.onelifeleft.com. There you'll also find the show notes put together by our under caretaker, 
Phil, he puts together the podcast. I think that's all my um, data. I thought you covered it very well, Steve. It was a bit of a jumble, but we got there in the end. Um, it's it's what time is it? Oh, we've done thirty three minutes already. Uh, should we get on with our Nintendo Store feature? Let's do that. All right. A couple of weeks ago, Simon and I went to Japan uh, with our friend Jonathan to visit our other friend David. Uh, we did a load out there. You've heard us talk about arcades before. Well, this is the sound of us being at Nintendo Nintendo Store in Shibuya. If you join us in the hustle and bustle of the Nintendo store, uh, and I have gone what can only be described as insane. <laughs> Steve, what have you bought? I'm not sure, Simon. <laughs> I just keep picking things. Oh, my goodness. I've got, I don't know what they are. <laughs> you, <laughs> you lost it, didn't There you? is some stuff in there. I genuinely don't know what it is. <laughs> you say you're on supermarket suite. Uh, what? So talk us through your, your purchase. I've got some pens, I've got an Animal Crossing thing, I've got to decide what else I want. And the weird thing is, right, I want it all, and yet <laughs> I don't want any of it. <laughs> exactly. Have you seen the queue to, to actually pay for this stuff? It's a privilege to pay for it. Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, Nintendo, you're very welcome at the amount of money that we're about to spend in here. Um, yeah. Look at Steve, Steve's just leafing through some Animal Crossing t-shirts. How does it feel to touch? <laughs> it feels like it's going to cost me a lot of money. I might get those for my wife, actually. They're just brown trousers. <laughs> get some brown trousers. Uh, darling, when you receive the brown trousers, this is the moment I bought them for you. Uh, quick update on the brown trousers. Uh, they don't actually have them in your size. Uh, my apologies. Uh, they were nicer. Uh, I just... Almost bought a Legend of Zelda ashtray, and I don't even smoke. So we're just leaving the Nintendo store, Steve. How do you how do you feel? What just happened? <laughs> just, what just happened? What I liked about it was, um, as I was checking out, uh, they sort of run through these questions. They go, uh, "Please check the size of the clothes." Mm-hmm. Didn't get any brown trousers, unfortunately. Um, they had the incorrect sizes. Uh, please check the size for the stuff I did buy. Okay, cool. And then they said, um, can you check the expiration date on this? Yeah. And I went, yep. What are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was buying things I didn't know what they were. Do you know, as I walked around, I found it a relief when you got to a section of the store where you're like, I don't, I don't like that game. <laughs> exactly. I have no interest in that. I walked in, I was like, okay, well, there's a, there's a Zelda section over there and I'm not, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a person who buys Zelda merch. Then I walked past and I was like, I like that. I bought a pencil case. <laughs> you, I you don't really pencils. pencils. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that, I just bought some Animal Crossing pencils. Right, of course, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so we have to walk around with this for the rest of the day, don't we? Yeah, um, a burden. A burden of us. Just this stuff. What just happened? Uh, but, yeah, that was great. I enjoyed That's that. Great, yeah. It was exhilarating, wasn't it, Simon? Yes, I'm not proud of my behaviour in there. I will be honest with you. Um, I did go a little bit crazy. Now that the stuff is back in the UK, mm. much of it remains unopened. <laughs> I mean, I I bought, maybe we talked about this on the show already, but I bought one of those Mario uh, Mario game covers, mints, boxes of mints. Um, yep. 
I, uh, you know, it was blind box, and I could tell you that I got Mario Galaxy mints. Congratulations! Which ones did you get? I haven't opened them, but you got. I, I bought the whole set, all of them. So, but I got all of them. Perfect. Yeah, I mean they're fine. The mints, aren't they? Um, it wasn't the only place we went shopping, was it? Uh, we did quite a lot of shopping, didn't we? We went to a big camera several times. Yodabashi camera. Mm. All, the, all the shops got all camera shops. First place you went was uh, was Uniqlo. Bought yourself a jacket. I did. For get, get in there straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very pleased with that purchase, actually, although mm. it's the weather's turned over here, so I can't wear it anymore. Although <laughs> you could wear your Uniqlo jacket, couldn't you? Yeah, she said, did, do, you want it, um, you know, do you want it tax deductible? And you said... No, because uh, if you have it tax deductible, you're not allowed to use it while you're still in Japan. You wanted to I use said, it. I said, what I want to do is put my arms through those bits right now. And you did it. You walked I out there it, yeah. in it. Perfect. Uh, yeah, we went to, and then we went some electronic shopping as well. Now, I bought, um, we can talk about this, can't we, even though we haven't given them to our daughters because yes. they don't listen to the radio show. They don't listen. Uh, we both bought switches, switch eye. Uh, for the uh, for our daughters for Christmas, the Animal Crossing um, uh, limited edition versions of the Switch Lite. Now, uh, it surprised us both, I think, how cheap they were. Yes, I didn't realise in advance that the currencies were were were, were so uh, deviated so significantly. Mm. So, um, because you tend not to get countries where things are cheap but in japan those switches were 115 pounds and that included a copy of animal crossing yeah which is just seems crazy we should have just me. bought load and, load and <laughs> open up a switch shop that would have made going through customs even more nerve-wracking than it already was <laughs> we didn't uh, break any laws steve we didn't we didn't we, were... we didn't and because we checked up actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, still if, still nerve-wracking if, if the customs, I'm still nervous now. If cus- <laughs> what if customs listen? We didn't know that Jonathan Braid listened, and that got me into trouble once. <laughs> what if customs are listening? Uh, then it'd be fine. It would we- be fine actually because we did check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I bought some games out there as well. I bought a uh, one two switch sequel. What's that called? One two. One, two, three, one, switch. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I bought the old WarioWare because I didn't fancy the new one. And um, I bought uh, 51 all-time classics, whatever that's called. Hopefully all of those are played in English, but actually all of the games there did come with a little sticker, didn't they, that said to the tourists who were obviously doing the same thing as us, don't worry, don't ask us this question again. Uh, you can play that in this language. They, uh, yeah, that's right. They had, they had laminated signs. Up. And so they may as well have gone... Oh, and by the way, it's fine to go through customs as long as you're not opening, <laughs> opening a switch store when you get back, which we're not doing. Which uh, we're we not also, doing. We also went in a, in a few of the uh, the sort of retro game shops, didn't we? Uh, looked at all of the games there. I uh, very nearly bought a Galaxian uh, marquee, mm. the arcade machine marquee, uh, but I wondered how I would get that in my suitcase. Yeah, uh, that's the closest I came there. There were I, lots of old consoles and games i nearly bought an old really old you know the uh, pre well sort of game and watch era uh, called, uh one of those big thing called dracula which was in a beautiful japanese box but again didn't do it because didn't trust myself uh to not you know just put it in storage immediately as i came home and it was it was beautiful there were some 
there was some beautiful things out there. I did notice one thing, which were there were a lot of retro games. Um, you know, old N64 cartridges, old DS cartridges, Game Boy cartridges, and they looked uh, in such good condition, they were cheap, and then I realised a lot of them, I think, they were not legitimate. They were uh, knockoff versions, which, of course, is a big industry. Now people have realised that the old ones are selling for such huge numbers. So I'm glad I didn't pick up any of those, even though I was tempted to get some of the old Game Boy games that I loved so much. Well, indeed, well. and actually, the... the, the uh the saying that we mentioned earlier in the show, if buying's not owning, doesn't count in that case, Steve, mm. does it? It does. It, it is. Buying is owning. So you, that's, 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 that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, I think we were terrible enough while we were over there. Um, anyway, fantastic experience. Uh, and I cannot wait to go back. We need to get on with the show because uh, we've got 18 minutes. We've got to do the letters. And we've got so many letters this week. Here we go. Thank you for your letters. Uh, We'll get straight into them. Drew Merson on Discord wrote, Dear team and the illusory concept of an SSG. I was watching the the recording of the show for the first time ever earlier, and as soon as I eventually logged in, the website did not like my MacBook, I was struck by the fact that Steve and Simon did not look like anything sorry it did not look like anything anything like the versions who populate my mind's eye when i'm listening to the podcast i realized that the picture in my head a hadn't changed at all in the last decade and b wasn't based on anything tangible in the first place the end result was somewhat discombobulating but thankfully upset by the fact that you both look like you'd give better cuddles than my fictitious presenters. It made me think about my childhood with the contrast of how I hoped a game would look and feel with how I actually played on my 48K ZX Spectrum with rubber keys. It, I was perhaps saved by the most disappointing example when I got Cyberball for Christmas and it turned out it wouldn't even load on the feeble computer. Are there any examples of games that you were surprised, pleasantly or unpleasantly, to find were not the enterprise you thought they were? Pip Drew, P.S., I've just realised that by only giving a negative example, now this is interesting, Drew, because I didn't read it as negative. Mm, me neither. But um, uh, uh, clearly we should have received it like that. <laughs> it sounds like seeing you for real was a disappointment. Again, I hadn't taken that, but it, but the clarification did make me, did give me some concern. Uh, he says, so let me give a, a positive example. I was certain that Patapon was going to be rubbish and because I can be an absolute cretin, I bought it at release so I could authoritatively say that it was rubbish. I was, of course, proven completely wrong. The call and response that I thought would be repetitive and dull was joyous and engaging and I love it. Thank you, Drew. Um, so, yes, I didn't receive it as negative, but I have uh, stepped up my game coincidentally. This I'm wearing a Muse hoodie, actually. So, you know... If you were to think of, think of what I could look like, me dressed in a Muse hoodie. Well, uh, I'm wearing a black hoodie as well. Uh, well, there we go. Mine I bought in Japan. And it says in big letters on the front, I can change negative emotions into a greatest joy. So even if you thought there, Drew, you were being negative, just, you know, turn it into joy. Don't worry about it. What about Drew's question, Simon? Uh, games you were surprised pleasantly or unpleasantly to find were not the enterprise you thought that they were. I I um 
I got satisfactory expecting it to be an absolute drudge and only played it because I thought, yeah, I'm not going to like this and I want to be mean about it. And I absolutely did like it and thought it was really well presented and really fun, even though it did ultimately turn into a grind that trapped me. Uh, and then I broke out of it. But yeah, um, Satisfactory was the one that really surprised me. Slay the Spire as well to a point, uh, because you were going on about deck builders. And I thought, well, I'm not going to like that. Turns out I did like a deck build. Congratulations. Tim writes, Dear team... Alongside a couple of friends during our regular online gaming sessions, I've been playing Headbangers Rhythm Royale. In case you've not experienced it yet, it's a Battle Royale-style game in the Fall Guys template, where you play mini-games to avoid being eliminated from progressing. All the games are based on rhythm action or copying inputs. It's great fun, but probably the best bit is the main menu, where you can use your right thumbstick to make your pigeon waggle his head around and scream at you. Are there any other good examples where an otherwise inconsequential touch outshines the rest of a good game? Uh, he then had to cite a fast five. I would, would love to do a fast five, Tim, but I don't think we've got time. <laughs> we don't. Um, inconsequential touches. Well, the I think the, the finest example of this is the Mario 64 title screen. <laughs> I, knew, where you I knew you were going to say that because that was my Did first you? thought as well. Okay. I was like, what yeah. can I think of to say that isn't that? Okay, so what did how so what did you get to? Well, I was going to make a lateral movement. Interesting question. And what I think is really interesting about that is that I've been thinking about that a lot recently, um, with regards to my upcoming puzzle game that I've teased a lot on the show that I almost just accidentally said the name of, but I'm not ready to do that yet. However, um, you know the last puzzle game I made for iOS and Android uh, pixelgrams really benefited from some of that inconsequential thing. There's a bit where if you touch the screen and there's nothing there, uh, it just does a little pixel burst of little squares. And we're looking at that kind of thing, little low-level interactions that can make every moment feel joyful and just get the player touching screen, playing around with bits because um, that kind of is the game. There's a lot of, in those puzzle games, just looking at the screen and almost nervously moving things around, um, just playing around with them until you get a good idea. That's what my current game is like. And that sort of thing, I think, is really important. Now... Small segue, if you want to test my current game and you are part of the One Life Left family, uh, you listen, you're on our Discord, let me know because I'm going to move you across to a secret Discord and there will be a version of my game that's playable over Christmas to a select few. So please join our Discord, say you are here for Steve's secret puzzle game and then stay because you should be part of the One Life Left community if you're listening to this. Uh, Thank you. Paul writes, hello team, I've been playing Sociable Soccer 24 since its recent release. It's a fun take on football and reminds me of the more arcade style of game I grew up playing. Certainly a 7 out of 10 title and plays wonderfully on the Steam Deck. The most confusing aspect of the title, however, is its use of a card system in order to build your squad in career mode. It feels a lot like FIFA, brackets EAFC, titles, except that you cannot purchase any random packs or cards with real or virtual currency, even though it feels like it's been designed to do so. Can you think of any other games that seemingly have created an ecosystem to take players' money but do not have but have not implemented it? Thanks, Paul. Well I wonder I've not played um Sociable Soccer. Um, I just assumed this was a a legacy of its past as a game available on different platforms uh, where those systems are more important. 
Was it Apple Arcade first, was it? I think it has been on there, and there are lots of... There are sort of um, Netflix Netflix's system of downloads and, and Apple Arcade, and uh, you can find games in there that have clearly been built for the mobile and free-to-play audience, and then when they've been brought into those systems, they've had you know uh, you know uh, no longer those those microtransactions are no longer in there. Instead, the player gets tokens for free, or the token systems are just uh, just taken out. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think of examples. I can't remember. Is, isn't that um, that grindy game? What's it called? Grind something. It was one of the first Apple court, Apple arcade games. It said Apple. I don't court. know. I'm not cool enough to own an iPhone. Stm. I Has look at me. I sit here in a muse hoodie. Apple Core sounds like a good joke. Good genre. <laughs> Apple Core. Uh, anyway, yeah, there are. You can you can find those 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 sort of things if you look hard enough. If you know how the sausage is made, then when you eat the sausage, you can taste that in the sausage. I don't like this, Steve, stop it. Um, of course, the most egregious upcoming example is Disney Dreamlight Valley, which I am going to have to buy again to install on my daughter's new Switch Lite that I saved money on buying, but I'm going to be end up giving back to Gameloft because I will have bought a game I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Bailey writes, dear team OLL, and it letters. says, gee, more yes. letters. Thanks for your excellent report from Japanese Arcades. It reminded me that I currently have Like a Dragon Gaiden, the new one, installed on my Xbox just so I could go to the arcades and play Daytona USA 2. It's never previously been ported, so it's my first chance to try it. I played for an hour to get through the tutorials, defeat the first boss, and now I'm done with the main game. It's just a 64 gigabyte Daytona 2 install. Have you ever found yourselves playing a game just to play a mini game or other small section in it and not care about the rest of it? At least this is via Game Pass, so I haven't paid £70 to do this looking forward to hearing more from your adventures in japan thanks matt well you've you've not paid 70 pounds but microsoft phil spence have spent a billion dollars on your version of daytona usa 2 <laughs> um yeah i mentioned a couple of weeks on the show that i loaded up cyberpunk played one of the arcades uh for 40 minutes and then thought nah i can't be bothered with this uh sometimes i get do get more more distracted by the mini games the sub things to do. Indeed, in Dreamlight Valley, I just quite enjoyed going around and grinding for uh, for rocks and making meals and that kind of nonsense more than I did the quests and the dialogue. Seven out of ten. Thank you so much for your letters. Please, please do keep them coming. Um, and uh, you can either email them to us at team at onelifeleft.com. Or join the Discord and paste them straight into the mailbag. And uh, as Steve mentioned, if you want to write a letter in, which he can then, in the style of a politician, subvert into an advert to his forthcoming game, uh, please do so. And he'd be very happy to help. Uh, the reason I talked about making sausages there, Simon, is that yeah. I've just come back from slush. <laughs> right, and it's a sausage fest, was it? It really was. Oh, it really, really was. Uh, I, I, I mean, maybe not so much as Unite in Amsterdam. Um, no, uh, I went to see Hilmar Petterson, the uh, EVE online CEO um, uh, from CCP, talk about AI uh, and things on stage there. He did not actually talk about AI very much, but he did talk about making sausages. 
Did he now? That was his analogy. It's stuck with me. Uh, and it's echoing in my head. And I thought, if I have to think about it, so do you. Well, there we go. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is Jingle Jam. Yes. So um, we are going to, and when I say we, I mean me, uh, because Simon won't be there. Uh, we're going to do Marioki for Jingle Jam. We're going to do it on Friday uh, in the late afternoon, the early evening. So please come and join us and lend your support and sing along with us. Very, very excited for that. It's our first time we've done streaming since uh, COVID. If you did join us there, you'll remember the amazing time Simon sang as he walked around his neighbourhood. <laughs> I wonder what people thought of you. I no longer live there, Steve. Perfect. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, we're going to have a great time. It's going to be super, super fun. Uh, I'm nervous but excited. I will once again be the oldest person on Twitch. So please come and lend your support and support Jingle Jam as well. Yep, this will be on the Yogscast Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash Yogscast. Time for the reviews. Simon, what have you been playing this week? Well, Steve, I, uh, the prelude to the game I've been playing took eight or nine hours, I think, uh, but I've arrived in Dogtown. Oh. Um, the uh, DLC for Cyberpunk. Uh, oh, and, and actually, you know, I mean, whilst it it could have been a slight chore to replay the missions, just just playing them again, I remembered most of them, skipping through the dialogue, got there reasonably quickly, enjoyed it very much, enjoyed appreciating the new um, systems uh, that they've implemented, new skill tree way of handling all of that. I feel, I feel pretty good about the build I'm running at the moment. I'm putting all of my points into cool. <laughs> um, all, all my points to call and all, and then, then once I've done that, I, uh, they're, they're now going into body. Imagine, wow! Um, and yes, arrived in Dogtown over the weekend. Oh my goodness me! It's a change of pace. Uh, it's fantastic. I'm maybe an hour and a half into the opening, and yes, just the thrill of discovering somewhere completely new within the cyberpunk was way. One second. Mm. Are you a man or a lady in cyberpunk? I'm a man. I always. Play I tell you what. As well. No, I'm, I'm a man in it. I don't know why, but um, I, I did do something in this run through which I didn't do previously, where I just answered a call and went to go and see a see a lady, mm-hmm. and then some very adult stuff happened without any of any prompting from me. Mm-hmm. And I did think I was pleased that I wasn't playing that on the plane with you behind me, Steve, <laughs> because cr- I mean it was it was mm-hmm. pretty strong stuff. Was it? I've never acted like that in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, seven out of ten. Yeah. Uh, and, but anyway, the way it leads you through the build-up, the intro to Dogtown, quite quite slow, steady, and then bam! Mm-hmm. I've not met Idris Elba yet, but I'm looking forward to doing so. Seven out of ten. How about you, Steve? Uh, I got drunk at Marioki in Helsinki uh, over... Uh... Well, I got drunk over a few days at Slush, but on uh, specifically at Marioki last Tuesday, had a nice time doing Marioki at the Nordic Game side event at Slush. Great fun. Um, but in the build-up, I was talking to Ed, uh, part of the Marioki team, and he said he just bought Musician uh, because they were having a Black Friday sale. Musician is a sort of game that teaches you how to play the piano. It uses the mic huh. to pick up the notes that you are playing 
um, and then in kind of rhythm action style, shows those notes on a stave scrolling past you and it tells you where to position your hands and then you press those notes and it takes you through increasingly difficult exercises and songs until you are a master pianist. Hello. Anyway, just start like playing. I like I was in Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just uh yeah, I was waiting for you to make that joke and then you did. And now we can move on. I uh Yeah, really enjoying it. Like it does mm. feel like a rhythm action game except for one that is teaching you stuff and I do feel myself getting slightly more familiar with the structure of music uh, or musical notation and the way I should place my hands on a piano. Um, so yeah, really, really enjoying it. Seven out of ten. What song? Can, what songs have you been playing? I have been playing Enrique Iglesias's "Hero." <laughs> Steve, I can't wait for it. in a year's time to walk past. I'll be scurrying between the Eurostar <laughs> and the Circle Line, and there Just you'll be in the middle it. of St Pancras <laughs> with you playing the piano yes. and me thinking. Why don't you just do that at home? Which is what I think when I scurry past them. Like, you don't, ca- you don't catch me demonstrating one of my skills in the middle of a station, do you? It's because you because... can't play Robocop on the big screen. True enough, true enough. All right. Good stuff, all right. Uh, uh, what, what, what format is that on? Uh, that is on PC and mobile, uh, or Mac mm. and mobile is what I've been using for. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Running out of time. Thank you all for listening. It's been great. We'll Thank see you, you next week for the last show of the season. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.